And welcome everybody to a very, very, very special episode of the BAM Sports Podcast. I am here with Cleveland Cavaliers center Moses Brown. Moses, how are you doing today? I'm doing good today. Yeah, I'm. I, this is by far the biggest interview we've had. You're our first active NBA player. We've had some retired players, um, but you are our first active. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, so what what are you doing right now? Let's start with that. What, what has your offseason been like so far? Um, just pretty much training, spending a lot of time with family, um, and just resting, you know. That's pretty much it. Staying in shape, getting better. Did you do do any traveling and before you started workouts? Not not really, not really. You know, I went home for a little while and um just hung out with the family and then kind of went right back to work. Yeah. So you seems like you don't really ever like just stop playing basketball, even in the off season. You always you can't lose the touch even for a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. And it's like, you know, it's my favorite thing to do as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. And so you grew up New York, New York. What, uh, how did New York basketball, because, you know, New York basketball has its own style. How did that influence you in wanting to become a basketball player? Um, I think growing up in New York, like, Basketball is more than just something to do. You know, everybody's playing it, but when you when you start to play it in an organized situation, like you start to take it more seriously. And, you know, I guess that's pretty much what happened to me. I just, you know, stuck with it. And throughout my like schooling and throughout the different like institutions I've been in, that basketball has just stuck with me. And, and that's something that I've excelled at. Yeah, and so did you grow up a Knicks fan? No. Who who were you a fan of growing up? Um, at first, I mean, I was a Toronto Raptors fan, and then I think about the age of ten, the Barclays Center was built in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. So then I became a Nets fan. Oh, okay. Um, so when because you're seven, you're seven too. When did you really realize like? oh, my God, I am bigger than everybody else. This is kind of this is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty much always the tallest person, you know, in my school, my family, all of my friends. Even when I did hang with, like, hang out with my older friends, I was always the tallest, so I would always get approached and treated as if I was, like, an older kid or even adult in some situations. So, I mean... It was probably around like high school, my sophomore year. I had like a growth, a super growth spurt where I went from like six six to six foot ten. Yeah. And um, that was that was noticeable. And I also felt it in my body. Like a lot of things changed just just in a really fast time. Yeah. And yeah, bet like, you know, you're probably sore. You mean yeah. even even after you yeah. Yeah, six ten. You still are now grew four more inches since then. Yeah, that that was what. So what? Um, you went to a private school, Catholic school. Um, what was what was that like? What was it like playing in the private school setting? Um, I feel like there's different. I didn't play bad like um, for my school, and and 
elementary school and middle school because I was in between elementary schools. Middle school, I stuck with the same school up until seventh grade, and then I went back to the same school. But neither of those schools really had a solid like team, like a school team, except for the other school I went to, which was called Our Lady of Lords. And they had a they had a program which you probably are familiar with, like CYO. Yeah. Like CYO League. And I, I started playing like CYO League. And um I think it was like seventh, like after that year, going into eighth grade, I started playing AAU. Okay. So what what was the AAU circuit like for you? Because we had um, we had this one guy, Fred Thatch Jr., plays at St. Louis, and he was like, yeah, we ha- he's very casually. He was like, yeah, we had Darius Garland, James Wiseman on our team. But, you know, it was, it was nothing crazy. And but it was like, who, who did you see in your circuit that you were playing in? That's, uh, that's a big uh, leaguer. It's crazy. Like, my year is so crazy because, like, we – like, the 2018 class in general was just – you Whoa. already know. Yeah, so – yeah, you know, being in 2018 class and I'm playing like 17s, I'm seeing guys like Billy Preston, Terrence Ferguson, all mm-hmm. in my Under Armour circuit, uh, Trey Duvall. Um, who else we had on that circuit? Uh, Dennis Smith. Oh, like yeah. they, they were all be in the class above me, though. And I like mean, I get to go up against them. I mean, yeah, your class, it, I mean. Everybody knows how it went for that top three, RJ Barrett, Zion, and Cam, all mm-hmm. just going the Duke. But then if you look, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all are all NBA players. Then you look at the top 20, almost all of them are NBA players. So yeah, you were put in a you were in a very loaded class, one of the best high school classes we've had. Yeah, yeah, and like a long time, especially like in terms of athleticism, playing like with a lot of smaller guards growing up, you you don't really usually see people dunk the ball yeah. or like do these do these crazy like things. So once I got on the circuit, like it was it was just like a different environment in general. Like it was a more hype atmosphere. You know, guys are way more skilled, and the the competitiveness in general was just a whole different level. Yeah, I've been I've been to AAU tournaments and those the environments in AAU tournaments are wild. It's yeah. just, it's a it's like the games immigrants like don't matter like aren't don't matter. Like it's not like high school where you're trying to win the state championship. I mean you win champ you can win championships in AAU, but it's not it's a little different environment. Like we um we've done some stuff for seven on seven football. Yeah, and that stuff is almost as wild, but outdoors. But I feel like if it's inside, all that energy stays inside the yeah inside the stadium, and it's wild. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about your recruiting process. Okay. Um, what was it like? When do you remember who your first like offer was from? Yeah, my first official offer was uh, Manhattan College during okay. my sophomore year. Okay, and when, like, what was it like just getting a whole bunch of letters flying in? Because you, I mean, you got a bunch of Division One offers. What, uh, what was going through your mind while that was happening? 
I kind of had a clue like where I wanted to go, depending on like how hard they were recruiting me. You know, it was like one thing to offer me a scholarship, but then I had to fill out, you know, the coaching staff, mm-hmm. um, where I see myself in that program and all, all type of other questions I had to answer. So um, the recruitment process was just like, I wouldn't say it was too crazy, but it was it was it was interesting for sure. I went on all, all four of my visits. I went to uh, Maryland, uh, UCLA, Louisville, and Florida State. So, so I'm a, I'm a big Michigan fan. I know you got an offer from Michigan. I'm kind of disappointed you didn't even visit. What happened yeah, there? I just wasn't feeling the love. I guess. It's okay. It's a, I forgive you. I forgive That's you. I think. Hurt. I think you you probably made the right decision overall. So you're all, still, you're good. You're good excellent, still an excellent program, regardless if I win or not. Would you want to play for Jawan Howard? I don't know. I'm not really too familiar with him or his coaching style or him as a personality in general. He's a, he's a, he's a feisty. He's he's a little feisty, but you know, just being a from the Fab Five former player, I think you guys would. He likes bigs, so he feel yeah. like you, you guys would get along. Um, but what made you decide UCLA? Um, UCLA, they was the um, like second, probably like the hardest school recruiting me. Like they put the most pressure on me, yeah. and I kind of, I kind of just felt that was a situation for me. You know, especially for me doing what I wanted to do in my career, I mm-hmm. thought UCLA was a better was a better look. Mm-hmm. And I mean, um, they produce a lot of centers. Yeah, they do. They do. They got a real historical program, you know, and I just, I felt comfortable over there. Yeah. And so what was, what was the cross country move going from New York to LA? Um, What, that, that had to definitely be, you know, a little bit of culture shock, just a major adjustment that you had to make. Yeah. I guess when you kind of young and still in like school or whatever, you don't really, um, how you say, really have to worry about um, like other responsibilities you would if you were out of school or as a professional. So mm-hmm. I say it really wasn't that big of an adjustment, just like going from cold weather during the winter to somewhere hot. Yeah. And in a young in a young mind, it really that's really what what it was. You know, I really wasn't thinking about anything else, especially like, you know, now people think now, especially me thinking about the flight times and sitting on a plane for extra long like that. Now, now it would probably be a problem, but back then I really wouldn't care. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. So did your did your whole family move? Like, uh, who came who came with you? It was just really my dad. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and so going through your freshman season, you know, how would you, how would you describe your freshman season at UCLA? Um, freshman season, it it, it went it went I it didn't go as well as I expected it to go, but yeah. the experience was I enjoyed it, and I I wouldn't you know I wouldn't trade it I wouldn't trade that experience in for anything else. I don't say. I wouldn't sit here and say I went. I should have went somewhere else. I should have did this. Like I'm glad I, I chose to do what I did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, it was a little rocky season for UCLA. You know, one game above 500, two head coaches. Mm-hmm. Um. What is it like to have a coaching change mid-season? 
That that was an adjustment. That was something I've never experienced before. That yeah. was something I've never experienced before. And it, it definitely was an adjustment. But the coach that we did have, we were already comfortable with him because he was an assistant. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, had two coaches. One one coached 20 games. The other one coached, what was that? It's about 13 games. Mm-hmm. And, and so – just going, just going through that, you know, you did very, you did had a very good, decently good season. You know, ten points, eight rebounds. Yeah, you know, I remember watching because you know I like I, you got to watch UCLA at some point. Just as yeah. a basketball fan, there's some programs that you just have to watch at some point, at least two or three games throughout the year, and UCLA has to be one of them. Right. I remember you would just grab so many rebounds. <laughs> Like, just compared, and then, you know, it's like sometimes you see a school that plays, you know, their center is 6'9", but then there's you at 172. Um, did you, like, what was what that like? You know, how do you prepare, like, how do you practice rebounding? Because everybody has their own different way of doing things. Do you really practice it? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. Just understanding the trajectory of where the ball is coming off sometimes is important too. Mm-hmm. Um, having a feel for where the ball is going to bounce off the rim. Okay. Um, but the majority of practicing rebounding, I think it's just like an, a feeling or an experiential thing. So yeah. maybe have to watch it on film or even be more in shape to be willing to go get those. And I think that's one thing I'm going to start to, in, well, have been incorporating is just the endurance aspect of that. Yeah, and so use yeah, being able to use your size and being able to, you know, boxing out. It was doesn't seem like you know compared to your competition, boxing out is just you got to be more physical. You got to want it more. Yeah, you definitely had a ton of moments um, like that at UCLA. So you finish that eighteen nineteen season, all Pac twelve freshman. Um, wait, why did you decide that one year was good enough at UCLA and wanted to go to the draft? To be honest, I, I, I just wanted to go to the league. That's yeah. it. You know, I, I felt like I had what it takes and I still feel like that to this day yeah. to just, just go and, and be drafted. Um, unfortunately I wasn't drafted, but I'm, you know, I'm still, you know, we still working, but I mean. Yeah, you you still still went through the process, you know. You get uh, you went. Did you go to the combine? You went to the combine. And I, I participated in everything. I played in a scrimmage, and I I got hurt in the first half. Oh, okay. What? So what is what is it like? Because you know, there's everybody can like former players and people complain about the NFL combine. Yeah um what what is the nba combine like because i feel like that's it's probably kind of the same but just bat with basketball stuff nba combine is it's cool it it's like it's like um i haven't been to nba top mbpa top 100 camp but it's like one of those camps okay. um instead of us like meeting together on the court though but it's like we have like different meetings and different seminars and different people talking to us about what's next. 
um, a lot of different preparations, uh, stations and stuff like that. Um, we do like, we do like team interviews. Okay. All that stuff. It's, a, it's, yeah. really a, it's really a cool experience, especially if you get to play. Like, I, I wish I could have played. Yeah, if you played that full scrimmage or the scrimmages. Um, so, yeah, like you said, you went undrafted. What what was that What was that like? Because, you know, every every kid dreams of being drafted. Mm-hmm. Hearing, hearing the commissioner say his name. I mean. What, what was that like? I really didn't worry about it, but the thing is, like, I felt like if I, like, I don't think I was on, like, a, a super draft board coming out, anything, but I, I wanted to prove myself coming out, you know, in the combine draft workouts and stuff like that. But being that I had hurt myself, I had to kind of, like, do a speed, like, a quick, a quicker rehabilitation process, and it wasn't really full as I was going into the workouts. So I was kind of going into there, like, hurting, taping my ankles, like, three times, just hoping I could get through it and not really performing my best. Um, but somehow I ended up on a summer league roster and just – I played in that summer league season a total, like, a minute and a half. Yeah. And then uh went into, like, a training camp. I went into training camp with Portland. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you – you get signed for on that two. You get signed on the two way, mm-hmm. right at the right in the beginning or right before that season. Yeah, I think it was the end. I think it was the last game of training camp. Okay. Yeah. So you sign. You sign that two way. You're with. You're with the Blazers. Um, what was that experience like? Because you know you got Dame, you got CJ. Yeah, you had Mel Carmelo Anthony on that team. You got you had some, a lot of that high, a lot of high profile guys. What was it like? Were you starstruck at all? Um, kind of. Yeah, at first, yeah. Just being in like, cause it's my first time really being in like an NBA practice, practicing, going up against not 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 going up against NBA guys, but like being in the being in that setting of the workplace in an NBA environment. So, um, you know, just meeting Dame and seeing how they practice. I was with Hassan a lot. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, we were, it was a lot of vets there, and I just got a chance to just watch and just pick up on a lot of their habits. Yeah. And, so, yeah. Um, did you have a welcome to the NBA moment? Yeah. Well, what, what was your moment? They made me sing with Ryan Carey in front of the whole um, Motor Center. Oh, what song? Mariah Carey. I don't remember the song, but it it was it was a, um, I think it was a holiday song. If I could remember, all, all, was it "All I Want for Christmas Is You"? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's that doesn't seem too fun. You're so not sure. sorry, so you're saying you're not a singer? No, I'm not a singer. Not a singer. Um. And so you, yeah, you have that Portland season. You only played nine games, but you know, you have that. Ex- you still have that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, how? Uh, real quick, before we move on about the Thunder. How good's Dame? Sick. Like I, I've never watched someone drop sixty points in person before. Yeah. I never see. I never knew what that would look like until like when he started doing that. Like. 
Yeah, I remember that. I remember that when he dropped 60 and that, and then I was watching that and it was just, couldn't stop him. No, no way you could get in front of him at all. At all. That ball was going in the net. Um, so you play, you get, you get signed to another two way on the Thunder in December of 2020. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Because, you know, Portland was a playoff team and then you got, the Thunder, who are going through that rebuild, what was what is that what is that like for you? Just and how was, you do it? Because I got I got a I got a very good opportunity and a lot of experience mm-hmm. playing for them. Um, okay. I you know I got some minutes in training camp, got a lot of practice time, but then I had to go to the G League bubble. Yeah. And I got a I got an opportunity to just play, you know. They gave me, I got a lot of minutes, and I was just able to play and bang, and I had a great time there. And um, you know, that gave me a lot of experience and confidence going up because as soon as I went up and left the G League bubble, I started getting a lot of playing time with the Thunder. Yeah, you know, they started giving me uh, like a big opportunity there, and the way that the the game translated from the G League to the to the to the real league was just like you know, almost seamless, you know, it was a couple games that I, a couple game adjustments when it came to like fatigue and a lot of different stuff. But as far as game speed and, and uh, you know, just being able to play, I was, that prepared me, like it had me ready. Yeah, so that team had Al Horford on it. Mm-hmm. Was Al Horford, did Al Horford mentor you, help you out a whole bunch? Yes, yes, sir. Uh, what uh because he's now he's playing against my Miami Heat and I'm mm-hmm. terrified of that just because I'm expecting at least one monster game from him after what he did against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh what what did you learn from him? Specific, like is there anything in particular that like really stood out or was it just like how to be a pro? Because I mean he's been he's 34. He was 34. I should learn kind of like you know. Watch how he carries himself throughout the workplace. You know, watch how he carries himself on the court. I was in the locker room. He's a great teammate, a great person, and and just willing to motivate and allow you to get your shot, you know, especially him being an older guy, knowing what the situation in the team was. Like, what he did did was just, like, a good thing. Yeah, and, you know, what is it like to – move from sit like you that's you move from new york to you uh to la from la to portland portland to oklahoma city and then now oklahoma city to cleveland what what is it or oklahoma city to dallas and then dallas to cleveland you move you've moved around so a lot in the past three years three four years what how how is what is that like? You know, just having to move around. Um, something you definitely got to get used to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stability. I guess is something you just work and strive for. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's really just been the case. Yeah, I mean, and you got you spent a little bit of time in Dallas this past season. Uh, actually went went to one of your games. Think I went to. I think it was – I'm trying to remember which game it was. But I remember remember seeing you out there, or number nine. And so um, – Out there? Um, in Dallas? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, um, yeah, because I mean Dallas is about forty five minutes away from us, and my fr- um, my co host actually is a season ticket holder. Okay. So we this past year we went to three games, which was awesome. Got to see Steph Curry for the first time. But yeah, and what what you've gotten so far, you've gotten to play with a ton of great guards. Yeah. You got Dame, CJ, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Luca, and this past season with Darius Garland. What what how what is it like to play with amazing guards? It's, it's, they're all kind of different, but it's kind of similar. It's amazing. Like you you know you you know you're gonna generate positive production playing with them by doing your job, you know. You know that they're not gonna play with the ball, you know that they're not gonna turn it over. And you know that if you exert energy doing what you gotta do on defense and offense, you're gonna get rewarded because they're conscious of that and they're good guards. So yeah. you know I, I, I appreciate I appreciate playing with the guard, especially uh Darius Garland. Yeah. Oh, I was a Darius Garland's number one fan. I was all in on Cleveland this past season. I loved every, I loved everything about the roster. I, if I, if you could put by stock for NBA players, Evan Mobley is my entire, in my entire portfolio. <laughs> I, I have labeled him as the next KG. He's a beast. He is amazing. I, uh, what, what is it like going against him in practice? I really I had a chance to go against him in practice. We've been, you know, um, playing and just trying to stay off the load. So I guess we've just been yeah. running a lot of days and stuff. Yeah. So. But, man, Evan Mobley is one, one of my favorite young players, like young stars. And I'm really glad he went to Cleveland because loved every loved Jared Allen. Um. Do you what is it like playing again behind Jared Allen? Because he's just he's kind of a freak. Like it's kind of crazy. Yeah, nah, Jay's my guy. Like he's he's very cool. Me and him, we got up to a great start here. You know, we've been in, you know, we we made like good relationship here. So I'm looking forward to this season with him. Yeah. Um, all right. Who are you some of your favorite teammates that you've played with? It could be a in the AAU circuit. It can be in college. It could be in the NBA. Who are, give me like a top three of some of your favorite teammates in no particular order. You don't have to do that. Uh, probably my bro, Jalen, Jalen Howard. Okay, yeah. Frank, the King. Okay. I can't think of nobody else right now. I gotta make somebody up. Uh, oh, Anthony, Anthony Tolliver. Oh, Anthony Tolliver. Really? Yeah. Why Anthony Tolliver? Because he was just so like informative when I got there. Like he, as soon as I got there, he told me his story throughout the league, and it sounded really similar to mine. And just uh, he was keeping me motivated through that training camp. It was very like helpful, and to this day, we still keep in contact. Yeah, you know he's a, he's a little bit of a journeyman of his own because mm-hmm. he's been around. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I I was not definitely not expecting Anthony Tolliver. One of my really good friends is oddly a huge Anthony Tolliver fan because he met him one time yeah. when the King when he was on the Kings and they played in Dallas. He met him. 
and they were just walking the street. And I was like, that's really, that's a really weird, just random NBA player to be a super fan of, but I support it a hundred percent. But um, two more questions. Besides Embiid and Jokic, who are some of the toughest centers you've had to play against? Uh, I one, Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a bruiser. Real bruiser, real skilled too. Real yeah. skilled. Throws a lot of fouls. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite to go up against is like like people like similar height as me or even taller, like Rudy. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like going up against him. Um, who who's the most annoying NBA player? Like in game, who talks the most trash? Who talked the most trash to you? Has anybody done that? Nah, but I, I've seen I've seen some things, you know, just being on the court and just doing doing my thing. Like I've seen guys get into it with the refs mm-hmm. and get a shot and come and look at the bench crazy. But I right now I can't really bring up a name like yeah. It, so often some people get in a bag and just do things yeah they they trash talk you with their play or it's like real competitors you know oh yeah and we yeah, especially when you get in those high competitive moments um so what are your goals for next season what what if, or for the rest of us off season what are you working on to prepare you for 2022-2023 season um just maturing and being able to read the game allowed me to slow the game down um, and just becoming a better decision-making, a better player in general, you know, being able to go in long stretches, still maintaining my balance and stability and, and stay same focus I started the game with. And I think that would be very important. Awesome. Um, who do you have winning the NBA championship? I really don't know. I really don't know. I don't either. I have yeah. no clue. I'm a Heat fan, and I'm so like, I really don't know. Because yeah. if, Robert, if Robert Williams is there, I'm terrified. If he's not there, I think it's we're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. And then you got the other series, the Warriors just making another finals. Some things don't change. <laughs> they, they took a little gap, but now they're, I guess they're back. Yeah. But Moses, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I look forward to watching you play for Cleveland next season and, uh, you have a good rest of your day. Yes, sir. You too. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Of course. See you guys. Sure.